hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com You don't think we're a couple of... No. Oh, okay. I don't. I think we're just a couple dudes pretending to be dressed like another. How do you say it? I'm just a dude dressed like another I'm, dude. I'm just a dude playing a dude playing another dude. Yeah, yeah, that's all we are. <laughs> we're just dudes playing other dudes. Welcome to episode 58 of the Whiskey and White Tales podcast. Today is January 31st, and I am your host, Gus, and this is Matt. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not new here, meaning you've been here before, thanks for continuing to come back and hang out with us. As always, you can check out our cool stuff that we make and sell and pedal, if you will. Pedestal. At whiskeyandwhitetales.com. You can use code podcast to save 20% off. Or if it makes you feel special, you can also use, also use code VALENTINE Ooh. for Valentine's Day and save 20% as well. And if you're single, you can buy yourself something. Yeah, that's what I did. This is I'm not single 2022, though. you know? It's like, you don't have to have a Valentine's. No, you definitely don't. Gender is a construct. Okay, and we're moving on. <laughs> the um, Lots to talk about today. Yeah, um, I don't know where we should start, but one thing I wanted to get out of the way was uh, a gross fact of the week that I had to deal with. A gross, okay. Yeah. Can I push the button? No, fact. Oh, just a fact. Uh, no, gross, a gross fact. Not a fact. Not a fact. Not the fact of the week, just a oh, gross. Oh, okay, sorry. You got me excited there, man. No, no. Push no, the not buttons. yet, not yet. Well, do tell. I'm excited. Just a gross fact that happened to me. So Gus and I, being on camera as much as we are, we're both like, hey, gym time. So <laughs> that, you know, That's I like true. to work out in the January through April time frame for mental health. And so it's, a, I spend a lot of time in the gym, not a lot, but I love saunas and sauna. So I work out and I go sit in the sauna Yeah, and saunas are disgusting. <laughs> like I, it's wood, it's porous, it's, it's gross. If you look between the cracks, you can see, I don't know if it's mold or like belly button lint. I don't know. There's just stuff oh. in between the cracks, you know. So nice. I go in there and I wear clothes i wear crocs you know but you'll see people come in and out of the sauna no flip-flops nothing it's like old dudes yeah it's just gross man it's, like yeah, it's all, yeah. You, you should i mean i watch people come in there and just spit on the floor while they're in the sauna and then people walk in, walk through it like some dude will I'll at least wait for the sweat to dry before i go sit down on the bench i'm not gonna <laughs> sit in somebody else's sweaty bench yeah and then i go home and immediately shower wash my clothes like it's foul yep so I see some crazy shit in there. So yes, yesterday, we also, I looked up, um, we had a, never mind, the cussing thing. Apparently, uh, YouTube algorithms it. 
So, like, if you use a lot of cuss words, then you are ranked lower. I didn't oh. know they were listening to the whole podcast. The AI is? Yeah. That's silly. All right. Stuff. So I'll I'll limit the words. Yeah, the F words, I think we got to. But anyway, so I was in there in the sauna, and this guy walked in, older dude, and he had a razor in his hand, and I just thought maybe his shower bag. I don't know. So I'm sitting there looking at him. There it is. Sorry. And, yeah. Uh, it's all right. And so I'm sitting there watching him, and so he sits down. When he starts to sweat, he takes his razor, and he starts shaving his head. Yeah. Like, shaving his head in the sauna, and then he takes it and beats it on the bench, the disgusting bench we already discussed here, and then back to his head, beats the hair out, and then he starts shaving his face. In the sauna. I'm appalled. Is he using anything on his skin? No, just sweat. Just as he's sweating, he's shaving and then beating the razor on that nasty bench. And it's disgusting. I could not believe. I was in shock, like, while watching him do it. It took hours later for me to process what I had seen and told Andy. And she's like, what is wrong with people? I was like, I don't know. Like, when I watched it happen, I couldn't believe it. Interesting. That's really that's really gross. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, gym showers and people. Yeah, I don't know, man. People are just weird. Yeah. Anyway, back to. Yeah. <laughs> so Sounds fun. Gus and I own a business. And we were very proud of the products that we put out. We were very proud of our packaging. Very proud of everything. We make sure that if we ship it out. If, if you get something that's not um, up to spec, you know, let us know and we'll, we'll fix that problem. Yeah. We try to be professional as possible, right? So I bought a – I got suckered into a lottery. I didn't get suckered. I knew I was being suckered, but then that's – I guess I, I did it anyway, so I was suckered. I bought into a – Lottery. Okay. So the lottery is $200. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my vest here. The lottery was $200. It's on sale from $250 to $199, right? Which we own a business. Wow. Yeah. And uh, exactly. <laughs> Which, I mean, it could have been $500 and on sale for $200, and then you're like, tight. But you're guaranteed to get $250 worth of whiskey. And you're also one of 200 chance to win, and I think they said a 3200 bottle, $3,200 bottle of Pappy. Which Pappy was it? It was Pappy Van Winkle 15-year, 3.2K value. Okay. So one out of 200 people gets it. And you and I have been around enough giveaways, and the reason that we run ours as fairly as possible is because we know that most of the time when people do giveaways, it's a friend that wins, and they never advertise the winner. No one ever knows. It also makes me wonder if they're using the secondary value – Oh, of that, for sure. Of that bottle for the, the Pappy. Yeah. And they have to be using the secondary value to say you're getting $250 worth of. Correct. Yeah, you're going to get like four bottles of Canadian mist. I don't know what's in there. Bottles. I haven't opened it. We're going to open it right here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't seen oh, it Oh, now yet. I'm more excited. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, dude, I thought you had already I opened did, it. You, you know how hard it. it was for me not to open it? <laughs> the fact that I, I had to put it away and not touch it. And, yeah. and I noticed this morning. Well, look at this. See, I know there's not Pappy because this is a big ass box. Look at this. <laughs> so what, what? What this is? Is this? Pre, it's all been prepackaged. No, they they probably put this label on a box, and then they put, um, they put this label on a box, and then they were like, "Shit, this box isn't big enough." So they got they cut instead of reprinting the label, they just cut the they box. just cut the box out and then taped the. Label on the old box, just taped it to it. Like, I mean, <laughs> ridiculous, right? So 
how cheap do you have to be to not just print another label? Look at that. So here's my shipping label. It was just taped to the front of this box. So how cheap do you have to be to not, you know what I mean, to print, to not print another label? Try to look professional. Oh, my screen's still front over the, uh, my bad. Geez. Also, if you see here, the UPS store. So this is a professional company, which I'm not going to say the name, but you can just Google uh, Pappy Lottery Box, like 200 bucks, you'll find it. Actually, I'll say it, Keg and Bottle. So Keg and Bottle is who I bought this from, and I haven't opened it yet. So let's open it and see what my $250 worth of whiskey is. And Gus, I would like it if you could just, as we pull bottles out. Sure. If you could just look it up real quick, see you what the MSRP you is. You give it a quick MSRP check? Yeah. And like, I want them to be able to make money, so I'm not super upset. Yeah, no, it's but a bit. I'm, like I'm looking at these things close. that you're, you're mentioning, and I'm like, eh. I can see wanting to save money, and, and but. So before I open this. Oh, man. Suspense is killing me. Before I open it. The other thing, too, is carrying it in here. I could hear it moving around a lot. So they're not in bottle shippers. I'm interested to see what kind of packaging they used. But if I owned a business and I was shipping out bottles, would yeah. I not spend a little bit of money on bottle shippers just to make sure they look nice? Because well, you mean, know we're anal about packaging. Considering you're, you're sending someone bottles as your business model, I would think it would be in bottle shippers or something. We'll see. They might be. The other thing, too, is if I own this business, because I've given this a lot of thought. If okay. I own this business and I was doing this special um, thing, what mm-hmm. what would you ship people? If if, if, the, if you were going to ship them stuff, what would you be shipping them? Well, obviously, the, the goal here is to make money. Yeah. Right? So you can't send everybody. How many bottles do you get? Does it say? It, it just say. says a value. Yep. $250 worth of whiskey. Not bourbon. I think, I think the way I would do this is I would, I would take that. 200 they said one of one out of 200 gets and so i would take that as a basis and say one person gets that bottle yeah right and then i would say the next you know so many get a bottle of buffalo trace and something else that's desirable right to meet that that value and then from there a larger subset of people are going to get like some Jim Beam white and a couple of other bottles and maybe another decent bottle so that it all equals that 250 so you're not spending so you pay $200 for it, but the MSRP for what you're getting, especially if they're able to get it wholesale. I was looking at best best possible. I knew I wasn't going to get Pappy because I knew that was a scam right off the bat. Best possible scenario is that I would get, because they do store picks for people. There's a okay. lot of like uh, Patreon groups that do store picks through Keg and Bottle. I see. So best possible scenario, I get a box full of store picks. That would be, that would be worth it. Right? So I, maybe there's two store picks and maybe there's three store picks in here. Would be worth it. That'd be cool. So if that's what's in there, I'm not upset. It's a scam. I knew it was a scam, but I bought it knowing it was a scam. But it depends on what's in here that will decide whether or not. Has anybody on, done any social media posting showing that they, they got There's a bottle? There's one person uh, that two people have to comment. One said, I'm so excited for this to arrive. And the other one said, not worth it. I got a bunch of junk. It would be fun if they, if companies that did this kind of thing were very transparent about it. No, it doesn't and, say anything. And, and, you know, had a running tally tally of, uh, oh yeah, s- these these sold, in a, and then with pictures from the people, so you can see, oh look, they sold four hundred. They have two winners. Yeah, you know, that's the one in two hundred. That would be cool to prove it. They'll never prove it. They don't have to. Yeah. And judging by the UPS store box here, I'm guessing that this is just some dude that has a bunch of liquor in his garage. Who knows? Could I be. don't know who it is. Right? It could be somebody that we know, and now they're going to be mad at me. Oh, great. I'm going to put this down here. Trust me, I'm pulling from the box. 
So right on top here. I need to see inside this box. I'm sorry. Right on top here, we have a... Uh, what is that? I don't know, man. Well, Dude, look how they bought... How they bottled and wrapped all that stuff. Dude, stuff gonna, is for just from what I saw, stuff is wrapped in. Uh, I'm gonna take a picture of it and then put it in the uh, plastics, cellophane. Yeah, cellophane. We got bubble wrap. We got these. Um, I guess these were bottle shippers. Yeah, they go this way. No. Yeah, I guess these are bottle shippers, but they just crunched them up and used them as okay. Okay, first bottle right on the top. We have a pin hook. That's not bad. I'll take that. Pin hook straight bourbon whiskey. This is a uh, horse name was Bourbon War. So pin hook bourbon war out of the Virgil series, unfiltered. It's five year so bourbon is a vintage of MSRP. I'm seeing anywhere from fifty to sixty five. We'll give it. We'll give it sixty five. Okay. Just just depending on where you're buying it from. We'll give it the high ends. All right. So there's bottle one. It's got some wax on it. I'm okay with that. I like pin hook. I'm yeah, it's not it. bad. Next, we have uh, another carton with nothing attached to it. <laughs> then we have a couple of pieces of these tampons, tamp pads. I don't know, I'm not a girl. <laughs> we have uh, some wrapping paper. Next bottle, uh, Stellum Rye. Didn't we just try this recently? We did the bourbon. I didn't like the bourbon. Oh. Uh, I don't have the rye, so I'm okay with this bottle. Again, I'm not being picky here. We just got a regular, the green label, Stellum Rye. It's green label? Yep. Very tightly wrapped. Miss gracious. Okay. Oh, man. Whoever wrapped this, oh, there's tape on it. That's the problem. Jeez, it's taking forever. This is exciting. Yeah. Really? Slightly. Riveting, folks. I mean, it's slightly exciting. I mean, they may want to know. I might save you 200 bucks here. Or you may be happy with all of these, and you're like, hey, that's a good deal. I'm okay so far with what we got. Not terrible. So regular green label, sell them right. Yeah, that's uh, one website has it at forty two ninety nine. I see another one here with sixty four ninety nine, forty eight ninety nine. Why don't we go high? 60. We'll go, you want to go 60? Okay. Well, it seems to be like an average. All right, 60. Next, we have uh, more egg carton. Some bubble wrap. You're being very pedantic about this, aren't you? Uh, more bubble wrap. More uh, <laughs> brown paper. All right, next bottle. This is a Woodenville straight bourbon finished in port cast. I also do not have this bottle. Not upset. This is like knife-proof tape. Get it out so you can. That's, what, that's the rye, the cask thing. What'd you say it was? I heard cask, and I was. I don't think it's cask. I think it was port cask. Oh, port. Let me see. I couldn't really read it through the plastic. All right. This is bourbon whiskey finished in port casks. Oh, I have a store pick from Gibby's of that. So Woodenville, not bad. So that's our. That's three bottles. Where are we at? Um. Woodenville bourbon. Hold on. I'm seeing rather large difference in prices here. You see the front of that one? There you go. So so far we're at $125. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing 45, 55, 50, 
I see 89 here, but that nah. seems a bit high. That's not, that's not the same thing. That's why. Yeah, let's do 50 on that, I too. I pay 50 for that. All right, 175 So that means the next bottle needs to be $75 because I paid shipping. And the final bottle is Johnny Walker High Rye Blended Scotch Whiskey, which not a fan. You say High Rye? Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Thirty to forty dollar bottle. Thirty to forty dollar bottle. So here we are at about two hundred that I paid for. So I'm missing out on fifty dollars worth of shit. Yeah, I could see how they can get away with taking the very highest of yep. of secondary market and and other uh, other sellers' price points and and. It's almost like this guy. This one has a price tag on it. They scraped off. They didn't want me to know. It's almost like this guy just went and bought some stuff at a store and was like, all right, it I got seems, 200 in it. Or I yeah. got, I got what, what are we at? I got one. My guess is he didn't pay that close to those online prices we were seeing. No, no. He's I think he just went to a liquor store, bought it, and then marked it up 20% and then did this lottery. And he's he's probably not making a ton of money. I mean, it's business, right? Yeah. I personally, I think that this is all the stuff they couldn't sell. And they were like, we just got to get rid of this stuff. How do we get rid of it? And this is how they got rid of it. Like those fun uh, mystery boxes from apparel places. Yeah. 50 bucks. Yep. Don't don't know what you're going to get. Three-year-old shirt that's a small. You could get a $90 hoodie. You could get, you know, $480, you know, $20 uh, T-shirts. Sunglasses. Right. (laughs) We're dropping cash in every box as they walk down the the conveyor belt. We should do that. Uh, We're dropping cash in every box. And then we just give everybody a hundred dollar bill. We're dropping money in every box as we walk by and throw quarters and pennies into boxes. Yeah, we could. Also, uh, local little local thing. If if you book us for a class at a, we have a tier levels now. Um, one of our tier levels we include a free smoker kit with the class for each person in the class. That's a new Woo-hoo. new thing for twenty twenty two. All right, which one of these are gonna we gonna pop? I'm thirsty. Oh, um, definitely. I think I'm not gonna give this away. <laughs> definitely not that. I'm actually interested in that rye, the Stellum. All right, yeah. let's throw those on the shelf over there, and then we'll pop open this rye. So it's a Stellum rye. It is 116.24 proof. That's pretty good. That's pretty. Is this good. a one-time purchase or is this a subscription? This is a one-time purchase. Gotcha. I'm definitely not doing that again. <laughs> And no fault to any of the uh, liquor companies in here. I, you know, I'm not super upset with this box. If 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 you had said here's 200 bucks plus shipping, this is what you're getting, I would not have bought it. Yeah. But I guess the fun of the mystery, yeah. And if if you don't know how giveaways work, then you probably get a little more excited than I would. I'm telling you, no, nobody's gonna win that thing. It's gonna be a f- <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It was uh, it was my uncle won, and that's how random, <laughs> super random. All right, let's get this bottle pop. It's not random. Ooh, that's a good sound. Good sound and pop. Pour you, pour sir. Just, just got to make it the that's, whole episode. That's, that's okay. So this episode is powered by Stellum Rye Cast Strength Blend of Straight Rye Whiskeys. You can get yours at StellumRye.com. I'm just kidding. I don't know where you can get it. <laughs> 
Stellumspirits.com. Stellumspirits.com. Or you can go to Keg and Bottle, pay 200 bucks plus shipping for... And maybe um, you'll get one, too. Yeah, you might get one. I'm sure that you will. You get one of those and some other shit you're not going to drink. Yeah, so I guess I did lose money if it's things I won't drink. And you can't even give that as a gift. If somebody gave me Johnny Walker High Rise a gift, I'd be like, you're great. You're a dick. Thanks for being a cool friend. Let's give this thing a smell. It's a thought that counts. Some people don't know. Smells pretty good. I will give it that. It smells cast strength. It's very floral, as you would expect. For some reason, the notes I'm getting on this, you know, we talk about where, what does it immediately remind you of? Yes. For some reason, it brought me directly back to when we made those two bottles and did our own blending. Yeah. That building. Yeah. I don't know why. We did, we tasted a lot of high, um, a lot of rise and a lot of high rye bourbons that day. Yeah. And just, yeah. It just immediately, the smell yeah. brought right me out right of the back barrel. to that. Right out of the barrel. Yep. The, the Rick House kind Dude, of storage yep. area. So just dinginess, like that. That musty bread top, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what I'm getting. Yeah, I can see myself standing in there um, with the thief in my hand. Like it was yesterday. Yeah. That was a good time. <laughs> that was fun. That is a good rye, dude. Dude, that is creamy. There's Yeah. It's very creamy. It's easy on the palate. Lots of bourbon notes in there, surprisingly. Yeah, actually, you get the heat and the spiciness. Mm-hmm. But like I want to say, it starts on the like the back half of my tongue and my throat. But immediately on mm-hmm. the swallow, I get like a um, like a creamy vanilla cream. Yeah, but it's like a. I hate using those notes. Like what mint does to your mouth, this does that. It's not minty, really. Yeah, uh, custard, like a custard yeah, at I the could beginning, do that. like a vanilla custard. I just, I just, it actually feels creamy on my tongue, yeah. which is not something you get a lot of. I like that a lot. So I'm happy. So I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on. So we just did a video <laughs> on Early Times Bottle and Bond, and it's man probably out by now. If not, it'll be out um, soon. But we compared the old and the new, did some math, and not really, but we told the whole story. So if you are interested in that and why we will no longer be promoting Early Times Bottle and Bond as... Our secret go-to weapon. Our sleeper. You can go watch that video and learn. And it's also, there's a lot of history in there. And then when do we start? 1860. All the way to 2020. Yeah. And we did it quickly. It's a pretty quick minute. Pretty quick video. And to answer all those people that say, uh, they don't have it in my state. And we go, okay, everywhere we've been, they have it. So that it's in 15 states. And um, so they're all states that we've been to. So that's why they have it in every state that we go to. <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. So now you know. And I'm done with that. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we have um, a... Good. No, you please do. I was going to say we have a lot um, going on this weekend. God, we have a lot going on. We Just have a meeting tomorrow period. for Siwi. Yeah, what time is that again? I have a boatload of meetings, so... I'm not uh, going to say, but... You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I'll handle it if you can't go. And then I should be able to squeeze it in, I think. We're doing a podcast Friday. Let me look. Yep, we're doing a podcast Friday with Trekking Outdoors. Um, probably just going to call in deal. Cool. 
they have a uh, show on the Sportsman Channel. So we're going to talk about last year's hunting. Nice. And while we're doing that, our Patreon members, Brian and Scott, will be landing here at, yeah. I almost said BWI, at the Charleston International <laughs> Airport. They're going to come here and do a podcast also, right? Yep. They'll be okay. here, um, I think, Brian lands right after 5 and Scott lands right before 5. So I'm just going to have them Uber and yeah. then we'll, we'll pay for their Ubers. Okay. But once they get here, we'll do a podcast with them as well. And then... Heading on up to the hunt club to start the uh, Whiskey White Tails event experience that we haven't named yet. Lots planned. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. The main portion's Saturday evening, right? Yeah. Yeah. Saturday. Okay. Got the tent out through the blow-up mattress in there. Got a heated blanket ready to go. I actually bought a new tent. Did you? I've been eyeballing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, it just made sense. What'd you get? It's made by a company called Gazelle. Okay. And uh, it's a four-person tent, and it pops out like a blind, like mm. a hunting blind does. Yeah. Uh, you know, with each side has, like, the X and the, the top does, um, th- except it has a floor in it, and it's got doors and windows like a regular tent would. I mm. uh, saw somebody have one uh, or put, set one up a few months back, and he showed up. He put a ground cloth down, popped that thing up, put in stakes, and his tent was up in, like, a minute and a half. And I was like, I need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, talk to me about this. What is this? Because it's it's not easy to carry. Like, you're not going to pack it into uh, you know, the backcountry. Mm-hmm. But for camping with scouts and stuff like we do and family camping. Just pull the truck up. Yeah, you just yeah. drop your stuff and pop it up and you're good to go. We're going to be doing more camping with, with my youngest, through Cub Scouts, more fam- what they call family camping where the whole family goes. So if I can't make it and Jessica takes the kids, that's easy to pop up. And this was a good excuse to go ahead and pull the trigger. Well, that's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. I still have my, the old, the Oku one that, uh, it's pretty easy to put up, but it's, it's the size of a queen bed. It's not very big. That's all you need. Yeah. Just sleeping in it. Mm-hmm. The blow-up mattress barely fits. Does it? <laughs> it's going to be poking out a little bit when you zip it up. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It'll be cool. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to having those guys here. Um, I'm going to bring, I'll bring waiters and a shotgun. You guys can do some duck hunting in the morning, I believe. Yep. Um, so We're going to go with Matt. I already cleared it with him. We're going to go to his spot. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm I'm, I'm sorry I missed it. Well, you know, what time are you guys doing that? Early, right? Day Before daybreak? Yeah, before daybreak. We'll see how the weekend goes. I might be able to get out there and make it out there for a couple hours to shoot some ducks, and then, but then no one's going to be able to use my waiter, so that's I'll pass. I don't okay. have too much to do that morning anyways. But this, this event that I'm planning for with Cub Scouts is... Uh, Fun. A lot, yeah. It's going to be fun. It's just a, it's just a lot to put together. What is it for? The space derby. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like getting the track and the timer and the software to make sure it all works. Plus, coordinating food and yeah. decorations and people and answering parents' questions and it's just a lot. I hate parents' questions. <laughs> Luckily, I don't deal with that very often. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I see uh, Tyler, uh, your neighbor Tyler, mm-hmm. uh, left me some Taco Bell. Sauce here? That's probably, you know, lick it. It might be the chip. No, no, I don't no. think he used sauce. Now I don't want to touch it. You think it's, you think oh, it's actually, from you know dro- what? drooling from that chip? That You guys ate I Taco Bell and then happening. did that challenge? No wonder your stomach no, 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 so no. bad. <laughs> he ate Taco Bell. I saved. I did it on an empty stomach. That's why my stomach hurt. That was not a good idea. Yeah, I read it up, and you're supposed to. So we did the, I keep saying Pacquiao on purpose, but it's the Pocky one chip challenge. Yeah. And in the video that, oh, it's already out, it came out 17 minutes ago. But yeah. the video that ca- comes out today, <laughs> the, um, the, I said Pacquiao and then showed a picture of Manny Pacquiao, uh, with a, with a tortilla chip and it. 
<laughs> I'm just joking. Which, you know, I like to say things wrong. It's a joke. I like to say things wrong. If you haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, I do it a lot. But the, except for uh, Ether, Easter, Esther. Esther I, I, that one, I actually do get, Easter's. <laughs> I get screwed up on that one. But the rest of them, I'm doing it on purpose. Anyway, yeah, we did the Pocky One Chip Challenge, uh, which is Carolina Reaper and Scorpion Pepper. And so it has like a, a little trifold that comes out. It's in here somewhere. Explains the whole thing. It's possibly threw it away. I tried to hang it up here during the. It oh. didn't work. But it's um, that's Patreon only. You can go watch it. Uh, Tyler's also a Patreon supporter, and that was his idea. So we've said before, if you're a Patreon person, you have ideas and you want to do stuff with us, we're down. That's so, what that's what happens. So that's what uh, that's what we did, and he uh, yeah, we both ate it. And cheers it, and the full experience is up on Patreon to see. And uh, it didn't get super rowdy, but the it was step by step. Exactly what the instructions said is what what happened. Yeah, like it's like the fire, and then like your ears. I mean, it was bad. I couldn't talk. My mouth was watering so much that yeah. every time I tried to talk, I was drooling. So I was like spitting in a cup, and then I felt like I was drowning. And so it was like oh, that sounds panicky because I was drooling yeah. so much. <clears throat> But then um, after after the video was done, we were finished, and I went to the bathroom, and I can't, like, wash my hands because I got some in my eye, which, like, right as the video ended, I I, I laid down is what I did because my stomach started to feel uneasy. Yeah. And I guess when I laid down, a chip piece fell in my fucking eye. Oh, no. Freaking eye. And so, yeah, I had to go to the bathroom and wash it out. But for mm. the next, like, 25 minutes, unbearable pain. I mean, it was yeah, it was bad. And Tyler had eaten, so his wasn't super bad. Super bad. I mean, I am... I'm sorry I missed that. It was rough. That was the hardest part was the stomach pain. Like yeah. I won't ever do it again because of the stomach pain. Well, I just opted to not do it at all. I am going to do it again. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> but next time I'll, I'll do Pepto-Bismol or something. Coat my stomach. Have a bean burrito. Soak it up. Some chocolate milk. Yeah, we had chocolate milk. Oh, you guys did? Yes, yeah, first time I've had chocolate milk since I, mean, I learned. I watched the whole thing. I watched the, 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 uh, the little teaser you put out when he says... I think I have a concussion. I'm going to have a concussion, dude. That cracked me up, dude. <laughs> he's funny. He, he is funny. Yeah. Yeah, he, he yeah. Because the euphoria thing, he's like, yeah, like where your legs are. There's, <laughs> and you can see my demeanor was from, and then when he's talking, I'm like, yeah, bro. Like we, and the, you'll see in the, in the Patreon thing, I was like, I'm high as a kite right now. Just my endorphins were just dumping so hard. Yeah, yeah. I could feel absolutely nothing. That's cool. That was the only fun part about it. But I tell you what, the rest of the day, dude, I felt like I worked out so hard, and then I was just drained the rest yeah. of the day. Miserable. Sounds miserable. Yeah. Then I had some whiskey in me and then started editing. Yeah. yeah that was fine. Well, that's cool. I'm, I'm sorry I missed it. Are you? Not really. It sounds fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a, It was an experience. There you go. You know, I'm all about experiences. Sure. I'm a yes man. There's not many things I'd say no to. Well, it's good to know. You already knew that, though. I did. I did. Um, so this week we have... Man, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, why don't we do the plug, then? That's been happening a lot. Yeah, I got an interesting plug. I don't know if you like it. You, you seem to make fun of my my other plugs. I try to be funny. No, I like it. It's but, just, that's, I, just, I, think there's, I think the audience deserves more thought into a plug than okay. I'm tired, I drink coffee. That was it. That's that was fine. what I was saying. But well, I, I don't want to hinder I have your a creative. Plug, I have a plug for a butt plug this week. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's time for the plug, plug of the week. 
deal. Matt, do you watch the news? I do a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Do you prefer to read nowadays? Is it easier for you to like read? Yes. Chunk, I mean, chunks you know of information. There's no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I'm in the same boat. Like I hate watching the news. It's very. It's weird when you watch the news and then you go out and about in, a, in town. You would think like that the news lives in a completely different world. It does. The, the way they describe yeah. everything, it's like it's, it's not. Yeah, but it's the not world that bad. is burning. Yeah, it's like well, I don't know. I went to Chick Fil A today, and it, was okay. and it, it seemed fine. Yeah. Like the only thing anybody seemed to be worried about was like their waffle fries were soggy. Yeah, you know. Like, anyways, <clears throat> more Chick Fil A sauce. They don't ever give us enough. <laughs> well, that, now you can buy the big jugs in the store, the squeeze oh, bottles. We have some. Oh, we have it. You do. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, the plug of this week is something that I stumbled across a couple months ago, and at first I kind of ignored it as I was getting the emails. It's like yeah, another email, but I started looking through them. And now every morning I actually start really looking forward to reading this newsletter. And it's by uh, a group, an organization called 1440 and 1440. I believe they chose that because that is the year that the um, printing press printing press was invented. That's um, correct. And, and so, <laughs> yes, the printing press Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by John J. <laughs> so basically what they do is they take, uh, they take the highest like news points from the day before things that you're starting your day. Here's some important things like here's an economic or financial, you know, high, high note, you know, foreign policy, da, 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 da. and you can go down at the bottom of the newsletter and it has other topics that are maybe a little less, you know, mainstream or popular, but you can dive into those. And so that's how I get my news. It's called 1440. You can just Google 1440 news if you're interested in it. You just signed up for it and you, I get an email every morning with like a consolidated, like here's what's going on in the world. Is it politically aligned in no, either direction? That's, that's why I like it. Is yeah. it's just straight facts. It's just straight like, here's what happened overseas, and here's what the president did. Yeah, and that's that. That was the his response, not some side piece. Uh, you know, in, injecting yeah. and and you know, talking smack about yeah, people for no reason. No, you know, you know, con, uh, what is what what are the, what are the sources that the, no no anonymous sources yeah, say yeah. this this and this. You know, shaping a narrative around. A story. It's just the story. It's just Isn't that crazy? That's legal that they can do an anonymous source stated. It's like and they can just say whatever the fuck they yeah. want. Hell, they want. <laughs> the hell, they yeah. Want. It drives yeah. me nuts, man. An anonymous source. I like that was me. I'm going to write an article. Did you know that all deer have uh, seventeen nipples? An anonymous source told me. An anonymous source told me, confirmed, confirmed. that he has for the last two and a half decades been. Capturing at night and manually counting deer nipples. Yeah. And he can confirm. Yep. This anonymous source. Yep. And right. who are you? Yeah. Don't snow. And then you go to Snopes and, and if, it's like unconfirmed. It, we don't well, know. It, if you question it, then you are. You're hating on deer nipples. You're an nipples. anti-conservationist and uh, animal abuser and probably racist. Yeah. So anyways, that's my plug of the week. It's 1440 or find some other alternative. Yeah. I find myself like. I used to catch the news in the morning, but to catch the news, I have to kind of watch the news, even though you try to ignore it. And I find myself in the morning, like sitting down to start my day, irritated and annoyed. So I just stopped, yeah. you know, and I've just gone back to, I get my weather on the phone on an app and I open that email and get some news. And there's some other website or other email places you can do that kind of thing uh, or other newsletters you can subscribe to. I just like that one. Typically what I'll do is I'll, I'll just go to Google news. And just look at headlines, and I'll pick one that I like, Yeah, and then I will research that. Instead of just re- – I won't even read the article. I'll just find – I do that a lot like too. Like DuckDuckGo or whatever yeah. and just find 
articles based on that, or I'll look up the science, which is like how we did that deer video. I saw all deer have COVID. I'm like, okay. I almost, so then I went open a new window. I didn't even read that article. Yep, I almost never read the source article I nah. see. I go straight from there and Google and see what everyone else is saying. Yep. Especially if it's one of your top three or top five, uh, you know, Fox, CNN, yep. MSNBC, any of those. Yeah, main, so like, mainstream M- yep. M5M or whatever. Yeah, yeah. fuck them all. <laughs> it's going to be hard. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I just, it's all good. Anyway, so that's my plug. It's that uh, 1440. Or, you know, find, find one for yourself if you don't particularly like that one. But I think it's cool. Yeah. And it, and it's, it also streamlines your day so you don't have to spend an hour watching the morning news. You can quickly nope. get your news and get it out of the way and get your day going. Yep. There's If, it's, if there's something that's super, super important that pertains, it impacts me or my daily life or my work, I'm going to hear about it anyways. Yeah, Someone's sure. going to email me. I'm going to get a phone call or it's going to be such a big deal that there's no way I can't hear about it. If I just want some snippets of what's going on in the world, I, I don't need to listen to politically angled stories for an hour to do that. I can just read an, read an email and be done with it. Ever since watching Don't Look Up, I've been paying more attention to just astronomy in general. Not yeah. necessarily asteroids coming to ruin the Earth, but uh, it's crazy, man, some of the stuff they're finding. But have you, have you looked at any of the pictures from the Mars rover? Sagittarius. I don't really, not really into that kind of thing. <laughs> <What's your> sign, <laughs> bro? Um, the, no, I have not seen any of those. I, I saw one the other day of they were re relooking some old photos from the moon, uh, and then there's another one, some something from another craft from another country just identified water on the moon. I thought I, I read too. So the Mars rover just identified water. Oh, did it? Also, but okay. It, it's not it's not live water, but it's a creek bed, and they can nice. tell by the like geologists are like, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is um, for sure a creek bed. Cause there's the way the pebbles are, I guess, aligned. There was definitely running water through there. And they, they even guesstimate that it was between four and six feet deep. Interesting. But it's fascinating because they found uh, carbon, which means nothing. Right. But carbon only comes from living life forms. So there's like space carbon yeah. and they think that it could have possibly just shown up from space carbon. But they are leaning to the fact that there were microorganisms that lived there at organic, one time. Organic material of some yeah. kind, yeah. But, like, the the robot, I didn't realize how big it was. It's the size of a car. It's gigantic. Oh, wow. It's, like, six feet tall. It's huge. It's I weird. thought it was this tiny little thing rolling around. Yeah, well, so I've, when you go to the um, when you go to the uh, Air and Space Museum up mm-hmm. in Dulles, if you, if you ever get to go, if you've never been. If you, I'm if sure you, I've never been. They have a, a section in the back with us with a shuttle, the Discovery, I think. Oh yeah, um, hanging from the ceiling. So Discovery, I don't know. Hopefully, I didn't just say one of the ones that I think had Discovery an got blew up. Maybe there's, an, I don't know. It's uh, one. It's one that flew um, a. It was a Canadian and an American crew up, and they have in that same area. They have a bunch of the like the pods and different satellites that have been been up to space, and they have some of the Mars. Rovers, or at least a. Uh, it is the Discovery that's in uh, DC. Okay, so they have this section with some of the older. They're, they're either prototypes or models of the rovers that were on Mars, and those were not that big. Some of the first initial ones, mm-hmm. but I do I do remember hearing that the one you're talking about is the one that landed a few years back, and it had these big balloons around it. Like yeah, so good. A lot of them used like parachutes. Uh, this one used parachutes, but then had these huge airbags around it. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was that big though. It's huge. That's it has wild. like eighty six kilograms whichever that is of testing equipment but they landed it on the gale crater oh yeah yeah, yeah. i remember that but the (laughs) the, uh but it's it's been roaming around but i guess it takes a really long time to go anywhere because it's like that's why because it said uh it went like 
seven feet in 20 or 70 feet in 20 days or something. And I was like, what? So I guess it's like barely, it just barely moves to conserve energy. I guess they're not in a rush. They don't, they don't have it zipping all over the place. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't last very long. But it has, uh, it's nuclear powered. I didn't know that either. I figured it was sun powered. Yeah, it has plutonium in it. And there was huge, big issues. A lot of people didn't want us launching plutonium into space because they don't understand how nuclear reactors work, but sure. that's fine. Yeah. Read a book. Pretty fascinating. That is wild. That that long ago we had nuclear-powered satellites that we were blowing into space. Imagine what we have today. How long ago did we send that one? It's been there like seven years, isn't it? Has it? It's I don't know. Don't, don't let me Let me just, let me just, just look don't it up. Don't quote you on that one? Yeah, don't quote me on that one. So you can find it first. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Mars rover launch date. I'm not actually looking. I'm just rushing you. Fly date, uh, July 30th, 2020. Oh, so never mind. Stupid. How did it get there that fast? I thought it took, like, forever to get there. I don't know. Oh, there we go. Yeah. 2003. So launch date was July 7th. No, wait. There's a bunch of them. So I don't even know. That would take too long to figure out. <laughs> Which rover is the one? I didn't, I didn't even know there's multiple rovers, but that makes sense as well. I'm really well, liking this. Yeah, Dalmari. there's there, there's been several over the years. I mean, I think they started that shit back stuff back in the '90s, or something like that. Oh, we also have a new um, audio clip. And well, see, the thing is, is when you get a podcast like this, hold on, in a show, I got a preface. Then you can go. I got a preface. You're they're gonna know who this is. Oh, are they by his voice? So. Well, I'm not saying anything like that. I, I, no, I'm or, just going to say. No, no, I'm just saying that. We're not talking ish about this person. We're just talking. We just love the soundbite. We love the soundbite. It's not, we're not like the guy. I have no problems with this guy. Uh, fellow Army veteran. Yeah. No issues. But this, the soundbite, just this him saying these two words together. We've been talking about it for a while. And I finally was like, let's just put it on there. It just It's kind of, I don't know. It makes us laugh. Yeah. So we have a new soundbite that we're going to use. Once in a while, probably during bourbon uh, discussions. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, is when you do this long enough and you get yourself as involved, yeah, you know, in the community, it's only natural that you you end up becoming a bourbon personalities, you yeah. know, or, or, yeah. or a pair of them. And, <laughs> yeah. it's, and then you have to just kind of roll with it because the people expect a certain thing from you mm-hmm. whenever you're such a solid, well-established Pair of urban personalities, and so uh-huh. there's just you know, it's a big responsibility, but I think we can handle it. <laughs> I hope that I'm never a you missed it. I hope that I am never considered a bourbon personalities, yeah. But the problem is, is that the people get a vote, you know, as they, they say, no, they don't, as they say. As they say, instead of Vietnam, the, 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 people, en- the enemy gets a vote. The people don't get a vote. That is something you bestow upon yourself. <laughs> I promise. You think so? I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah, that is something know. you you tell people that's what you are. I don't know. Which I am not. I'm just the dude. You don't think we're a couple of... Bourbon personalities? No. Oh, okay. I don't. I think we're just a couple dudes pretending to be dressed like another... How do you say it? I'm just a dude dressed like another I'm, dude. I'm just a dude playing a dude playing another dude. Yeah, yeah, that's all we are. We're just dudes playing other dudes. What do you mean, you people? That's a great movie. That movie would that movie would end careers today. Yes, it, it would. almost ended his career when he did the when he did what's his name's podcast and talked about it. Anyways, we've been rewatching TV shows, and yeah. I've talked about it before. The um, uh, Major Dad. 
that show, like if it re-aired, yeah. it would be in the news all the time. And it's not even bad. It's just because it's a it's a he doesn't ever come out of stands Republican, but you can tell he's kind of Republican. But he married like this super liberal woman, and so he talks shit about women and liberals all the time. Yeah, and it's funny. You know, it's like it's back when we were growing up, you were allowed to do that. Like people made fun of me. My my neighbor was a socialist. You know, there's yeah. hippies. I mean, it's it and was he, whatever. You just joke around. You talk about stuff. Right. It doesn't really matter. But today, but we started we started watching Cheers. That's a good. That's an old one. Yeah. And I didn't realize that Sam, the guy that is the my dad told me this, the guy that's the bartender at mm-hmm. Cheers, he yeah. married Whoopi Goldberg in oh, real yeah. life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But also that movie is a spinoff of Taxi, that show Taxi. Yeah. It's a spinoff of that. And then Dot Frazier yeah, is yeah. a spinoff, a spin-off of, of Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know all those shows were linked <clears> together. I knew Cheers was a spinoff of that. I didn't know the other the other one though. Oh. Interesting. But it's been fun. I've been enjoying watching it. Have you watched? Um, it's not an old show. Uh, it's uh, Tim. Uh, Tim. The Toolman Taylor. Well, what's his What's his name? The actor. The uh, man. I said it in the shower this morning because I was thinking about something else that he did. He died though. Who? Tim Toolman Taylor. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he did. You didn't see that? When? Like two weeks ago. Found him in his hotel room dead. No, dude. That's. Full House. Dude, that's Bob Saget. Yeah, Bob Saget. Oh, dude. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I am talking yeah, about... I got you. That is definitely a different... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I am talking about Tim Allen. Tim Gosh, Allen. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, he yeah. has a show called Last Man Standing. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, so he's very. He's a very conservative character. Yeah, he owns... He's part owner of an outdoor store, hunting, conservation, yeah. you know... Eh. Very clearly a Republican. He comes out and says it in the show. Like, and the uh, entire premise of the show is that that's why I think it airs on Fox. Go figure. Um, is that a Republican shit channel? I don't. I, I think it's a conservative channel. Uh. Is, is what they say. Uh, but it's very, very much. That's like why that. people hate Fox News. Huh? I guess. Huh. Um, so he plays a very conservative uh, father, married to his wife's like a school teacher. He's got three daughters. Yeah. Um, or two daughters, three daughters. Like, they all end up dating and back and forth really liberal guys. It's just, it's funny if, if you're looking for something else to watch. Yeah, I think I have, like, 19 seasons of uh, Cheers to go. Oh, but, so you're occupied, okay. <laughs> but well, maybe in, like, six maybe months. Maybe next year or sometime. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are almost done with, we're not almost done, we're three or four episodes into the fourth season of Yellowstone. Money. Yeah. A friend of mine, Jerry, he just finished season three and texted me and was like, I just finished season three of Yellowstone, like eyes wide open. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I have a, uh, I have an appointment to get a custom cowboy hat made in one of those short uh, roper jackets, and I'm just going to dress like uh, Rip all the time. I want <laughs> the jacket with the high, the pop collar. Yeah. I want one of those bad. The short jacket? Yeah. yeah. The riding jacket. Is that what it's called? Ro- roper? It's a Wrangler or roper jacket? Yeah. Wrangler they're, jacket they're, sounds right. They're short for that, yeah. for that purpose, yeah. So, so it can so ride. my gut can hang out. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I saw a guy the other day. You know, we we see ourselves on camera. We give ourselves a hard time. You know, I'm not the lean. That's why I'm wearing a compression vest today. <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the lean guy I was uh, in, after college. And but uh, I saw a guy yesterday working a construction site, and he had a hoodie and a vest, and his gut was so big and was hanging over. His, he had uh, Dunlop disease. You heard of Dunlop yeah. disease? You know, yeah. When you're Belly is done, done lopped over yeah. your pants, yeah. Or uh, um, 
Dicky do. He's had yeah. Dicky do. Yeah, your, I know. Your gut sticks out further than your Dicky do. Anyways, yeah. it was really it was really gross, and I was like, oh, I'm not that fat. <laughs> so that's 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 good. Anyways, um, did you have an interesting fact to talk about today? I tit. You tit? I tit. Hit it. This random fact of the week is brought to you by the Whiskey and White Tales podcast. <laughs> well, who else is it coming to you by? To. So, uh, Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, and all of the other reindeers, yeah. they're all females. Okay. You know why? Do tell. Because males drop their ant- male reindeer That's drop right. their antlers in November. That's right. And then the females keep them all winter until the calves are born in That's May. Right. I knew that. I've yep. heard that before. Yep. So all all of Santa's reindeers are females. If they're if they're following proper biology and anatomy. Yeah. And but if they're storytelling, then that means that uh, Santa's not real. Well, you heard it here folks, first. The Cajun the Cajun Christmas story. Uh, Santa's sleigh is pulled by. Alligators. And Is that true? Yeah. They don't have antlers to drop. Yeah. Have you ever read the book, The, the Cajun Night Before Christmas? No. Maybe next, maybe later this year, you can get me drunk enough. And you'll read me? And I will read to the Patreon, The Cajun Night Before Christmas, in uh, my best Cajun accent. I'm going to get you a bunch of eggnog and hot toddies. <laughs> yeah. You like eggnog? You do, right? Eh, it's okay. No, like it's it. super sweet, and it, it, I just don't. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'd rather just drink eggs. It's very thick. Ugh. Oh, I didn't finish that thought about the chocolate milk earlier. Oh, sorry. Yeah, do, do tell. That was the first time I've drank chocolate milk. I'm going to ruin chocolate milk for everybody. Oh, here we it's go. It's the first time I've drank chocolate milk since I learned what's in chocolate milk. Okay. So when cows make milk, usually it's cows, and it comes out, there is a clarity. Uh, I was due for a dairy break for a couple months. <laughs> there's a clarity level that they have to reach, and if it's not – creamy delicious white milk then it can't be used in white milk it has to be used in chocolate milk so their standards are a little more laxed so there's usually like pus and blood in the milk there it is and then they there's chocolate syrup there in there and that's when you buy uh, chocolate milk it's, it's it's it wasn't clear enough to be regular milk fucking god matt i will say i've never validated that uh some a teacher told me and i believe everything teachers say so but it also makes sense. A teacher told you that? Yeah. Oh. We could well, I feel better it. about it. Yeah. Look it up on your own time. Hard pass. Wasn't yeah. a fact of I'm the week. I'm just going to continue to... Uh, Keep drinking chocolate milk. When I feel like it, yeah. You don't, like chocolate milk? Don't tell, me, don't tell me what to do. I do. It's uh, It's one of those things I don't drink it very often because it is straight sugar. Yeah. But if I'm, if, I, if I'm in the hankering for like... If I really want a donut or like a morning pastry... Chocolate milk, man. Do you make it yourself or you buy pre-made? I prefer Borden's chocolate milk. Specifically. I like Nesquik, the powder. The powder stuff, yeah. It's good, man. I haven't had it in a long time. They but still sell that stuff? They still sell the strawberry? The strawberry was no banging. Idea. I have no idea. I don't drink milk anymore. Well, I don't anymore. Not for any reason. I just don't. Somebody was like, you know, humans are the only mammals that drink milk. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll stop drinking milk. Humans are also the only mammals to invent planes and microchips and cars. That's why and I don't fly or drive. That's why we eat them. I don't fly or drive or drink milk. Yeah, you're right. That's why we eat other mammals. 
But do we? Stop drinking milk at a certain age. And That's true. We do. What a weird argument. I don't even want to go down that You want to talk about this Boone and Crockett thing? We don't have yeah, a whole lot of time left. Yeah, uh, we get- we'll close up with our, our whitetail chit-chat, something to leave you chewing on and thinking about. So many of you are probably aware, you're aware of the Boone and Crockett Club. What do you know mm-hmm. about it? They do the uh, scoring yeah, for so large antlered bucks. Yeah, so they're one of two. You have Boone and Crockett and the, uh, Jesus. I looked it up and I was like, oh, Good I, job. I know that one. I forgot. There's another one that's specific for archery, though. Okay. Um, and it's slipping my mind. But It'll you, come to you. But you know. Anyways. Yeah, uh, you yelling at the screen, you know. The, <laughs> it's fair. Um, the, so the Boone and Crockett Club has been for decades uh, tracking big game hunting data. Right, and they started in 1950, really tracking recovery and management information about big game species. So this is uh, primarily the in North America, and based on the North American uh, con- uh, North American model of conservation. Pope and Young. Pope form? and Young. There yeah. you go. Gosh dang. Um, there you go. So in the 1950s, they started tracking information specifically for. North American big game and focusing more on that in terms of um, species recovery Mm -hmm. uh, and management, right? So over the years, they've made, if you want to enter a a big game species into their record books, you know, they have evolved how they measure and what the criteria is, right? Like obviously their big thing is it has to be taken – it has to be fair chase, right? So no high fences, none of, you know, you can't be using a helicopter to, you know, a lot of places that's illegal anyways, too, yeah. if you get put in by helicopter to hunt the same day. But they make that a, noted in their uh, in their notes, you know, that if you're, you live on a big Texas ranch and you use a helicopter to spot something and then you get put off and you drive, that's it's not fair count. chase. Yeah. It doesn't count. Um, uh, well, they made a... New ruling, I think it was yesterday, I saw the article for the first time yesterday, where uh, Boone and Crockett has taken an official stance on uh, cellular trail cameras. And the short version is that they don't believe it's fair chase. The fact that you get real-time data on animal location, they don't feel like it's fair. And so they have taken a stance in that, any, from what I understand, any evidence shown or found uh, where cell, cell phone cameras, cellular trail cameras were used in the take of an animal submitted to them for consideration in their record books will not be permitted. Mm. So this this comes a couple weeks after another state slipped my mind three. again. It was um, something out west. There's been like three in the past year yeah. and a half, and there was another one that recently went ahead and said, "Yeah, no not, more, not not doing it, no more." With the uh, cellular trail cam, I think it's kind of. I like the Boone and Crockett. I like the scoring method of it that. You can't. I mean, I didn't know that about the helicopter thing, but I like. I mean, that's fair. It yeah. has to be fair chase. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, they have to have a. They have to have a construct, like yeah. you know. Otherwise, people would just be bringing in shit to hit with their truck. You know. Yeah, that's true. And so, in order to be considered, have your kill in a record book forever, right? Mm-hmm. Associated with your name and your method of take for the hunt and everything, you have to fit these guidelines. And they've and they they said in the article they've changed those guidelines and requirements over the years to fit with. The advancement of optics, the advancement of, um, you know, ballistics and arrows yeah. and 
you know, trail cameras and, and they've, they've changed things as they had to, to make sure that their rules and their requirements keep it as fair, mm-hmm. you know, for the animal as well, because they've had to make changes based on, uh, certain, um, well, that makes sense. Then. Rifle scopes that have automatic range sure. finders. You can't, you can't use that. Yeah. But how are you going to prove that you didn't? You got to film the whole thing. I don't know. I, I don't, that, that's another thing is like, how, how do they, how do they maintain the efficacy of these rules and keeping it, you know, yeah, straight. I don't know. It makes sense why they took the stance of the trail cameras though, because in order to keep it fair for everyone, now these three states can't use trail cameras, so now right. nobody can. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you think that it it'll expand? I bet you it ends up. I bet you it ends up going everywhere. I think I think it's going to be one of those things that are very very muddy, like you said, right? Because it's hard to prove things. Yeah, I think they're great assets for managing a property. Like if you have. Like Rocco has a ton of property, he has cellular cameras, so he can see what's going on, right? Yeah. Because he can't just hop out his back door and go fill feeders or go check stuff. Yeah. So it's interesting and it's good, useful for a property like that or a situation like that. But um, using it as a method of take should you probably know, putting it up in in mountains where you know you've hiked three hours in, into an area and you've put out five cameras along, oh, yeah. you know, along, along a ridge, a, along a ridge, and then you know right now that there's elk. So yeah. you just hop in the truck and head out there. That takes away from guys who are going out and backpacking four miles in. They're they're bivy camping out of their backpack yeah, yeah. and getting up and hiking in further the next day. And they're chasing elk like you're supposed to, like you know, like you learn to. Where this guy, you know, drives in because he's got him on camera. He drives in in the morning and, and he's got him, uh, you know, quarters hung up by five in the afternoon, bringing him home. It's like. That wasn't very fair. Yeah. Granted, he did the work to go in and place it. I, and I can see the arguments coming from both both sides. But I think in terms of what's fair to the animal and making it as as, as even, uh, you know. Well, I like the thought about the guy taking nine days vacation and going out there and, like, you're getting ready to lay waste. You know, tomorrow morning is the day. You, yeah. you track him to a spot, and you're going to get up and go in there. And you get up, and there's some dude pulls up in a truck, lays down the bed, <laughs> and blasts something you've been chasing for five days. Yeah. So just because he saw it on trail camera. Right. So, yeah. I mean, from the beginning, you know, I didn't care about the trail camera. I don't really use them anyway. Yeah. But I was trying to be fair on both sides. But that well, makes a lot. If people are being but what bags, I think, what I think cellular trail cameras that are that are overused or abused are doing, they're, they're taking away from uh, the woodsmanship yeah. side of being a hunter. Yeah. Right? Understanding how to navigate and track and, you know, paying attention to seasons and times of the year and what animals are doing, learning their behavior, their tendencies, and uh, adopting uh, methods and tactics for going after that animal based on the things you learn and trial and error, right? And those are the things that and then when you start bringing kids out, you're teaching them. And woodsmanship and, the, and how to take care of yourself and navigate the woods mm-hmm. can be hugely beneficial at other points in life or in emergencies and things like that. And so being comfortable doing those kind of things as opposed to I've got pictures of them here. Here's the GPS with the, you know, the trail to get you know straight there downwind or upwind of them, whatever. We'll just go in in the morning and take care of it and we'll be home for for supper. It's like, that just seems a bit much, but. It's kind of the half the reason that we learn these skills is so that we have them in the event that we need them. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. But that's, uh, so yeah, that was that. Boot and Crockett taking stands. Get it. <laughs> I don't think I have a problem with it. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with it either. I just think it's interesting. I'm and also I, not I interested gonna, in having my name in a record book for anything. You wouldn't be interested if, if you killed like... No, I don't care. If you found a whitetail that was the big, that was the size of one of those Irish elk. I mean, I would show pictures of it, but I'm not going to waste my time. 
It's a lot of work. You got to get yeah, official yeah. stuff yeah. measured take and taken. Take and it there, and they do bl- bl- uh, pl- uh, plastic. Well, that's one thing is uh, a lot of the – something else I learned. A lot of the those hunting and outdoor stores that have, you know, these big animals in there, they yeah. have, like, the world record from 1995. Yeah. So you could make money on the plaster of the animal that you killed. Yeah. You'll have to um, – there's some. There's a whole industry in that in oh, terms sure. of, like, you get big stuff. People will want to come buy it from you, you know, and, and you can negotiate. Like, how about – how about you, you can pay per mold? You yeah. Know, or like, well, that makes sense because I, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about how extremely wealthy and successful people hit the gym real hard. Yeah. And, like, the reason why is because they figured it out. Like, I figured it out. I want to live forever now because yeah. I figured it out and I'm rich and all this stuff. So, but I, see. I, I think there's also a side of it to where money doesn't mean anything. They just want to have the, the conversation piece. Yeah. And so I could totally see somebody coming up and being like, I don't care. Name a price. I want the original. Yeah. Just to hang it in my lovely so, room of death. So you can tell <laughs> So you can tell your friends that you didn't kill it, but you stroked a check yeah. for a million dollars just so you could hang it on your I wall. I killed this one in Hawaii, killed this one in Giraffistan, and then uh this one right here, this is the two thousand five world record. Bought it from on to the next one. Bought it from no, the No, you don't tell them that. You just go to the next <laughs> This is a lizard that I killed on my back porch. <laughs> All right. My, what a lovely room of death. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a good movie. All right. Are we done? Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Until next time. Yep. Bye. Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.